We're your hosts, Cherry Chan and Thomas Shum, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to Queers and Allies. So welcome back to episode two of Queers and Allies. I'm your host, Thomas. And I'm Cherry. And today we have Liam Mack, who is the founder slash chairperson of Quarks. Liam, how are you today? Hi, um, I'm feeling quite good. Yeah, as, as you have mentioned, I'm the chairperson and founder of Quarks, and I'm now... 19 years old, and uh, my pronouns is he, him, and I am a trans man. So, um, can you talk to us a bit more about the process of creating Quarks, and what were your reasons for starting Quarks in general? Quarks is a organization uh, who focuses on transgender youth, and currently we provide some peer supports and we have some volunteer uh, counsel, counseling psychologists to help us. We'll organize some uh, in-group activities for our members and also uh, we will have different social platforms, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. We want to do some videos and posts to educate the public about trends and how to be more sensitive and things like that. We want to spread the concept of uh, gender to the public, yeah. The very beginning of Quarks, it was just a WhatsApp group. And uh, the story is uh, begin back when I was uh, 15 years old. And I came out as a transgender man in my IG and publicly so some people will see me the youngest transgender who are publicly out as a trans and some other uh, trans youth they will approach me and ask uh, for more information maybe to be a friend and uh, more and more people join the group and and then it become Quarks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we are officially registered and recognized by the governments. This might be a, like a quite hard question to visualize, but where do you think Quarks could be? I'd like to know what your ultimate goal for Quarks is. My very ultimate goal for Quarks is, uh, is that we can create a very safe space and uh, very equal environment for the trans youth so they wouldn't uh, face the challenge and difficulties we have faced before. Uh, as currently in Hong Kong, only the private doctor provides service to underage trans. And they are very expensive, and this uh, will require their support from their parents. We understand that as a transgender youth, they do not have independent financial, and they still need the support from their family. And uh, even in, in their school, they have the rules that force them from not being themselves. Because uh, we have received some, some of the members say, saying that, they, uh, that the school do not allow them to wear uh, even the sports uniform. Because uh, usually sports uniform is neutral. They don't really have a gender for a sports uniform. So mostly, the school will accept this offer, but sometimes uh, they may because of some of the religious reasons and some prejudice from their principal or the management of the school. So some some people will not uh, be allowed to do so, 
and for some schools they are maybe more open-minded and they will allow their students to wear uh, maybe for a uh, trans man to wear a boy uniform and but we haven't received any uh, school that accepts a trans woman to wear a girl uniform in, to school. I want them to understand that we, we are not perverts or we are not doing some abnormal things and we are, this is not a mental illness. We just want to live a ordinary life. So is there is there any significance behind the name quarks? Like what does quarks mean? Yeah, quarks is actually uh, a particle in physics. And uh, this particle is very uh, interesting that it, it binds many other particles together. And this is uh, almost a very basic particle. And I want to show that uh, within the transgender community, like quarks can also act as this particles and, and and bind all the all the other transgender youth together. So we are a community. So we can support each other. Our Chinese name is Quarting uh, Sihak, and then if we uh, speak faster, so it will be Quarks and Quarting Sihak. So it's uh, it's quite related. Yeah. So you brought it up in your previous answer, but um, as a young trans person who grew up in Hong Kong, um, what were your experiences? So, for example, as a student in secondary school, what was that like for you? I'm actually quite lucky uh, compared to other uh, other trans youths experience because I recognized my identity quite early and much earlier than other other people. I question about my gender, like when when I do not have the concept of transgender, but I have the questions. It was back when I was in kindergarten. So I was questioning that uh, why uh, I feel different, like a, a feeling of uh, I'm not belonging to this body. I have many questions that why the other boys they can uh, stand to pee and we cannot, and why are, are we separated in two crew? <laughs> These are the uh, uh, my questions in back when I was very young. So when I was uh, in secondary school, I remember it was in secondary one, finally learned about the concepts of uh, transgender and other LGBT. Uh, I start to search for the uh, information about transgender and look for some videos from the transgender YouTubers. But as you know, uh, when the time was quite conservative and LGBT, is not really well known by the public. I do not have any Chinese channels for these informations. So, uh, you mean Hong Kong? Yeah, in Hong, Hong, Kong. Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah, even in Chinese community, we don't ha- we don't have any very informative websites or videos. Yeah. So, uh, we just we just go for the foreign channels and. And actually, they have many informative things. And I just search for the documentary, the the research, and their videos. So when I uh, listen to their sharings as as a transgender, I feel like I have the same feelings. So I start to question that mm, maybe I am a transgender, but I, I like deep down to my heart, I still uh, have some worries that maybe 
maybe I'm not. But I cannot find a way to confirm that. So uh, luckily, I found that there's a doctor. He has a um, private session inside the one of the government's hospital. So I went there and seek for his help. And I finally confirmed that oh, I'm transgender. I just need someone to confirm that because uh, maybe we always know that we are, but. There are still some worries and some burdens and some pressures from others, saying that maybe it is just uh, your thoughts, like suddenly come out. Maybe it will disappear. Maybe when you grow older, maybe you just become like the so-called normal. And I still have that worries because it was something like internalized uh, concepts inside. So I just need. A professional to tell me this. Afterwards, I just uh, do come come out to my family and. And were your parents like or were your family support? Was your family supportive? Uh, it was not uh, going smooth at first. Um, we had little fights and arguments, uh, like some some arguments that are not quite small. <laughs> What I can say is. I understand that uh, we all need some time to understand the situation because both me and my parents they haven't uh, experienced this before, so they don't even have the concept of transgender or other uh, LGBT uh, com community. So it takes time. Yeah, um, I just try to immerse the <laughs> concept to them. Very slowly, maybe through some videos and some leaflets, and actually find some famous people who are also transgender and show it to them. They start to like care more about this and understand more, but they they are not very accepting at the time. They have their worries. They worry that um. I may be bullied or discriminated because of my identity. We understand that they they definitely will have ten thousand questions on this, so I just bring them to the doctors. So I let the profession know to, to explain to her. Mm. So it it has become better, and then I start to step into the work of advocacy. And then my mom saw me uh, present myself very. Yeah, yeah, confidently, mm -hmm. and she she feel like uh, at least you are happier than before. So this kind of ties in with your previous answer. But what are your thoughts on Hong Kong's acceptance towards LGBTQ people? Because do you feel that people will say, "Oh, I'm accepting of everyone. I have no problems," but uh, deep down they might have um, preconceived notions or judgments towards uh, queer people. So we talked to Liam before uh, in a pre-interview, and Liam said the statement which I thought was very, very thought-provoking. That he said, Hong Kong people, they say that they're tolerant, they say they're accepting of people, but they they just say that they're not actually tolerating yes. when they actually meet people um, who are perhaps LGBTQ. And you know, I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, 
you know, I, I say that I'm okay with whoever you choose to love. But when I think about it, when I grow up, I may be a parent one day. I think to myself, what if I have kids who are transgender? Would I actually be accepting of that? And now in my current state right now, I don't know if I would be completely comfortable with, with if my kids turned out to be transgender. And so, yeah, what do you think about that? What do you think about saying that you are tolerant but not actually being tolerant in your... Is that a specific to Hong Kong? or? I think this... Um uh, does not only apply to Hong Kong, it does also apply to the whole world. I think we have to understand that people need to interact and actually communicate with us first. Because you don't really know us, but you already have a maybe some stigmatized concept inside and something are really internalized it something are really uh, from the social media or from your friends. You don't notice that and you are being affected by those things. So we just need time. Sometimes people saying that uh, this is an illness. I think uh, you are all crazy. You're, you're doing some really abnormal things, but have they really tried to approach it and communicate with us? Uh, do they have any friends who are transgender? Like, no, they have never communicated with us. So there's a wall between us and those people. And for people who are saying that I am very open-minded, I accept all of you, but they don't act in that way. I feel very, uh, totally agree with this things that, because when the distance between you and other transgender people is quite far away. The, uh, you don't really have a real uh, relationship with them. So maybe the, the person, they don't think in that way. But sometimes when, uh, for example, when a <coughs> cis man dating a transgender woman, uh, he will receive some pressures from other people, from his friends, that's uh, telling him that, oh, this is gay. And then they may, may not think in that way some concepts will be internalized so they will this will create some conflicts and like for for some people who are saying that uh, yes i'm okay with uh, transgender people but like yeah as i've mentioned in some intimate relationship or for some uh, reasons that uh, they may not accept the body they may not accept the body of a transgender people this need a lot of work to be done yeah we, we just need more communication and interaction mm-hmm. so people will think that uh, this is very ordinary this is just very normal daily things so yeah yeah I like the fact that you mentioned about how people will tend to act a certain way unless they have that exposure or they know someone so to like briefly interact um, with my own personal experience, I feel that people might perceive you differently. So they might say, oh, I'm accepting, or because they see it in the media, like for example, if they see a movie with a homosexual relationship or a relationship between a cisgendered person and a trans person, they will be like, oh, it's just like the movies, everything is perfect. Mm -hmm. But until they actually interact with someone who is queer or trans, 
they might be a little bit shocked or they might be like, oh, okay. They might just maybe back off a little bit and try not to offend you or it might not work out so well. Or they might have behavior which is offensive. So a lot of people will say, oh, that's so gay. Mm -hmm. Or they might have stigmatization like, oh, trans people or queer people are so-and-so. And until you tell them, I am queer or I am trans, mm -hmm. then they will be like, oh, okay, I didn't know. But it's not very apologetic. They just mm -hmm. seem, oh, okay, I guess this is happening now. Yeah. Do you feel that people tend to act that type of way because of the lack of exposure or education that they received earlier or just a lack of exposure to it in general in their lives? Mm, I, I feel like um, uh, no one has ever pointed out the problem. And it's not included in the sex and gender education. Like some people will say that uh, they're so gay and make fun of the... Uh, LGBT community because there's no one has ever <laughs> called out the problem and this is not included in the sex and gender education no one thinks that there's a problem saying that they, they will not be sensitive they will think that oh it's just a joke why are you so serious why are you so sensitive so they blame it on you being sensitive but they have never think of the problem itself they have never think of the toxic culture. Why is there no one point out the problem? Sometimes maybe uh, they are afraid of accused to be sensitive and uh, people may leave them in that way or people will label them, or, oh, you defend this, so you are gay, or, so you are queer people, so this is very toxic, yeah. And sometimes um, uh, we see some comments from others that they thinks that it's, it's a compliment, but it's actually not. Sometimes uh, people will tell a transgender woman that's, oh, you're so beautiful, you just look more beautiful than a real woman. You are, uh, you look so much like a woman. Or they will tell a trans man that, oh, you are so masculine, uh, you are even much, uh, much more muscular than a real man. So their concept is that uh, you are not a real man, you are just like a copying something you're not real they have the thoughts of this and they they think that is there's no problem to say that so we need a person to point out the problem maybe you are not a transgender people you are just a ally we just want people to point out the problem someone has to have to stop this culture because in this generation i think we all have the capacity to accept something new so in a way that we uh, fight for freedoms and other autonomy, we have to be more open-minded and actually do it, not just stuck in the traditional mindsets. And then when you offend some other people and then just use the excuses of, oh, I have the right to say what I want to say. So it's, it is not respect. This is just very nonsense. So your goals for Quarks is to talk to more people who are younger, who are of a younger generation. Are there any problems with, for example, if students who are still in secondary school who are underage, they reach out to you on Instagram or social media, do you foresee any problems that might happen? For example, parents may think, oh, um, your organization is, is teaching my kids to be bad people. Have you had any such problems? And if there are any, how do you think you solve them, those problems? 
for now, we haven't received any problem from the parents, which I think it it's just uh it's just not yet there. Maybe we are not well known by them, but uh, we foresee that there must be some challenge from them. What I want to show them is uh, if you stop your kids from being themselves, it does not help because uh, if you worry about your child, if you love them, why are you being on the side of other people who? discriminate them? Why are you stopping your child from being themselves and just putting pressure on him or her or putting pressure on them? <laughs> you supposed to love them and support them what whatever reason just because they are your child. You you love them. Why you just help other people to discriminate them? So parents have to understand that they have to care about the feelings of their child because if they support them it will be much smoother if they do not support them. Child may commit suicide or other serious problem will happen. Another way, we want to show the uh, parents with some data and research and some actual things. Maybe something presented by a professional. So I hope they will be convinced. And also, there are no any parents of a transgender person has come out to say something. So I want to uh, invite some transparents to... Uh, Sorry, transparents? Transparents. Yeah. <laughs> like trans Transparents. Parents <laughs> who, who are, are transgender. transgender. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, there are also a organization called Transparents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. So I want them to like actually communicate with other parents who ex uh, experience this just in the very beginning because uh, we understand that as a parents they are also very confused they need someone to talk to them with similar experience and also who may have uh, been through some confusing time and period because we understand that if we communicate with the parents as a uh, role of uh, trans youth and their parents so they, they may not uh, recognize our words very well because um, we're not in their thoughts. We have not experienced being a parent. So it's not actually equal talk. So this will just only become a an argument. If we put a parent to talk to a parents, they have the similar experience. And the parents who have been through this will suggest them what is the best way to face this. They may be more accepting to their words because Parents are the allies. Um, so to wrap this episode up, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave with our listeners? How about some... So we've talked about Quark's ultimate goals. We've talked about what parents or what the society should do in Hong Kong to, to understand more about transgender youth. What about you personally? What are your own goals growing up in, as a student here in Hong Kong? What, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, what do you want to be when you come out of university, out of education? What do you want, what do, you want to do? For myself, I really want to uh, do more for the transgender community. So for Quarks, I want to make it much more bigger um, so it can support the transgender youth community more. And like, we have some plans, actually, we have some plans for from now on. We want to uh, maybe have a uh, transgender-friendly uh, 
company or like a restaurants so for for people who work in this field a transgender people who work in this field to uh, actually have their own business and we have like a trans community business things we want to make something like this so uh, we can support each others. We let them to try in uh, invest and work in this area, and they actually have something to take take out. And for myself, I want to uh, like be a better <laughs> advocate. After I study my uh, wine and beverage management diploma, I I will want to study more on maybe gender studies and social work and things like that who uh, I think this can help me in my advocate work because um gender studies I think uh it's it is very uh useful when I try to explain something and uh social work it uh, this can help me to actually uh supports uh the members in 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 my groups so I, I can also give some professional advice to them, and at the same time, uh, and also as as a peer, so I can have two roles. So I hope this can support them, and also uh, I want to actually do something like uh, related to law, so I can uh, actually help fight for some fight for the rights of. Uh, of transgender community, yeah, and also uh, sometimes we we receive some uh, comments from others saying that oh you are so brave oh you are trans you are so so brave. Mm, actually, uh, we want to tell everyone that uh, being uh, being yourself is not brave. Like everyone should be yourself because um, everyone are brave when you are being yourselves. So we are nothing like, we are nothing special or this is not like a very brave act. You can also be brave in this way. So just be yourself. It is quite challenging, but be yourself and do things that make you happy, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming down and talking to us, Liam. It was really great to get to know you better. Yeah, thanks, Liam. Thanks for being here. Thank you for inviting me.